Podcast City Network. This is Jim the Podcast Sherpa from Too Many Podcasts, and you've got a ringside seat to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Let's get ready to podcast! Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of MMA. To me, we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest hosts. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the Click the Support button found at anchor.fm slash Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark spelled with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA Show Facebook page. Page. Also, for a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action thriller suspense novel, check out a book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com. and paperback version only on BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorta. She has her books in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on Amazon.com and paperback format on both Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. Hi, this is Mark the Shark Retorto. This is a message to all the parents out there. Are you looking for an inspirational book for your child to read? Well, check out a book written by a child, an 11-year-old little girl by the name of Christina Retorto. She has two books. One is called Invisible Girl, and one is called I Am a Survivor. Both inspirational books written by a child for a child. You can find them at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, as well as her website, www.RetortoFamilyBooks.com. Again, that's R-I-T-O-R-T-L. All right, guys, we're back on the show today. Got a very special uh, guest, uh, former UFC and Bellator professional MMA fighter Clifford Starks. How you doing today, Clifford? Um, I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> so where, where are you from? What, what state are you from? I'm originally from California, but I've lived in Arizona most of my life. So I consider myself almost native of Arizona. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so the weather down is probably nice where you are now, right? It's a little bit warm right now, but uh, I'm thinking late September, early October, it should start cooling off. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. And then, um, 
Yeah, so how did you get into the to, uh, martial arts? Like, did you have, like, a wrestling background first or boxing background? Yeah, so, well, I started with the wrestling background. I wrestled in high school, and I also wrestled at Arizona State University. Okay. So I wrestled with a bunch of studs over there from Cain Velasquez, Ryan Bader, C.B. Dalloway. And um, I, they actually started training in MMA well before I did. I just got into it because the itch was still there. You know, I missed the competitive spark, and I wanted to get, get back in there and see what I could do. Now, did you start MMA right after you got done with college? Or was it like years later? It was actually years later. So I officially started in 2009 and I graduated in 2005. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I've been personal training and coaching and, and just going that route. Now, how was it going? Like, did you, did you know those? I guess obviously you know those guys like King Velasquez and all those other guys, right? Did, did yeah. You, mm -hmm. But when you were in the wrestling room, you guys, they more matched you up guys according to weight, right? They or did. I was actually the guy who went with Kane the most. There's actually a funny story behind that because <laughs> no one wanted to go with that guy. He's an animal. No one wanted to go with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was the only guy who would really go with him regularly. It wasn't fun. But it oh, toughens man. you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Now, what weight class did you fight at as a pro? I was an 85er, so I fought at 185. So you probably walked around like around two, 205 maybe? Yeah, I was between 200 and 205. And how big were you in college when you were wrestling with Kane? I got up to around 215, 220, and that was more I was force-feeding myself just because I had to keep the weight on. Oh, really? Would you mm -hmm. prefer to uh, wrestle at a lighter weight class? Or? I would have liked to be at a lighter weight class. It's, it's kind of funny. So It's usually actually, the opposite, right? Usually the wrestling coach yeah. says, I want you to yeah. cut weight. Mm -hmm. right? Well, I was actually going to quit the team. So I, I needed to, to make cash. I needed to make some money. And um, I told my coach, like, coach, I... I got to quit. I got to make money so I can uh, support my, basically my tuition. Okay. And he told me that he was going to take care of it. So he ended up, he ended up putting me on a scholarship. Oh. And that, that's pretty rare when it comes to the collegiate level, especially for wrestling, because they're only limit, they have very limited scholarships for wrestling. Oh, wow. So I guess the guy yeah. had some potential in you, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Matter, so, I'm like, okay, well, I'll definitely, yeah, I'll definitely stay on if you're going to pay for my tuition. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you, got, do you still keep in cut, touch with your wrestling coach from college? or? Uh, from time to time. Yeah, it was, T, it was uh, Tom Ortiz. Okay. Yeah. So he actually, he ended up becoming a coach in MMA as well uh, for Fight Ready. And he actually started his own promotion, too. Oh, okay. What's the name of that promotion? Yeah. Do you know the name of the it? World, uh, world Fighting Federation. Oh, WF. okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Did he ever do any MMA himself? or? He did do a couple matches, yeah. He actually did pretty good, too. Wow. Yeah. Man. 
So how many um, amateur fights did you have before you turned pro? I just went went straight to pro right away. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not unheard of. Some people do it today, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, having, having the background, having the background definitely gives you that option to really go into that because if you're wrestling at like a D1 level wrestling level, you're like a black belt in something at least yes. in one of the arts. Yeah. And so yeah. you're just learning other arts and adding onto that. Yeah. Now, how I'm assuming you worked on your striking. And when you were when you started your mixed martial arts training, like who was your primary uh, striking coach? Did you go uh, Trevor? To- Lally. Yeah, what? Trevor Lolly and Jameson White. Oh, okay. Yeah. So was your training under one roof, or did you have to go somewhere else? I started at one spot, and then I started going to a couple different places because in order. In order to really sharpen your skills in all areas, it's important to find different training partners. Okay. Yeah. How did how quickly or not quickly did the striking come to you? Um, it came relatively quickly, but it's also the time you put in, just like anything else. Like they say, some people are are born with innate abilities. And I kind of do believe that, but at the same time, it takes a lot of effort to really tailor and sharpen a skill set. And so I, I just put in a lot of effort in the gym to get sharp in that area. Now, did you find yourself when you were training and you're striking that you cut back, that you had to cut back on your grappling? A little bit, it's yeah. only so many hours in the day, right? Uh-huh. It actually, it kind of hurt me a little bit because I was so striking focused. I actually went away from my wrestling and some of my matches, it it did actually hinder what I could have potentially done in a couple of my fights. Uh, okay, okay. Now, how were you when you were growing up? Like, did you start wrestling like when you were five or ten or? I started wrestling late, actually. Um, I was actually a pretty, pretty heavy set kid. And uh, let's see, when did I really start taking it serious? Around 14, 15 years old, I was just done of being called and made fun of as being the big fat kid. And I made a transition and I did the things that I needed to do. And I ended up wrestling my freshman year in high school. Yeah, that was the start of my athletic career. Funny thing is, so I started off with doing a camp. Okay. And when season started, our coach is like, he's kicking our ass. And I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Like, what did, did we do something wrong? So afterwards, I go to one of my teammates. I'm like, what did we do wrong for him to do all this crap to us? He goes, Cliff, that's conditioning. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do. You're getting ready for the season. I'm like, man, okay, well, live and learn. But that's, that's how green I was in the sport. Like, I didn't know that you had to do all of those things. Yeah. Well, I find that's different. Like, with uh, wrestling, I would say wrestling and definitely, like, tie fighters, they do a lot of uh, more conditioning than just the mm-hmm. technique. You know, like, jiu-jitsu guys, 
they, they're kind of like lazy with with that. They should do it though. <laughs> That's why they get so tired after like the second round. <laughs> yeah, they, they 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 don't believe in warm ups. They just you know they go over a few techniques and they go right to it. Whereas the wrestlers, you know, you guys are like drilling those takedowns over and over again, and then on top of it, you're doing the, the conditioning. You know, like yeah. uh, uh, when I, I went to your college, and there was I remember I had a. Um, a neighbor in my dorm, he was a on the wrestling team, and he would like, I think he was running in the morning or in the afternoon. I forget it. They would have him run like five miles. Then yeah. they would hit the weight room. And then the, the last, the third section would be just wrestling. Mm, yep. Yeah. So I guess that's why it's a, probably a little, other than the techniques themselves, probably a little easier for wrestlers to get into MMA, right? Because they're used to that. All that hard it helps a lot. Grind. Yeah, it helps a lot because it's, you know, they, they talk about mindset and mindset's a lot more than just thinking it. Mindset's doing it too. Like you can't just think your way into conditioning or being in shape. And so as a wrestler, yeah, you're going through a grind. You know, you're going through a grind and a push and it just, it toughens you and it strengthens you. And so not only does your body become calloused and hard, your mind becomes calloused and hard too. Mm. So you were in high school, you wrestled, did you do any other sports other than wrestling? Did you do football at all or? Yeah, so I was a football player and I did a track and field as well. I was a shot putter and a discus thrower. Oh shit. Yeah. Wow, man, they're real athletic. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did well for myself. I was a actually a state champion in the shot put and uh, all American in football too. Wow! Now, was there any yeah. point when you were doing the because uh, you when you were doing a football? Did you see yourself doing football? Did you do football in college or just the rest? I did. Yeah. Well, I did for a couple years because I went to a community college. Okay. So I played for a few years at a community college. Oh, okay. I didn't, yeah, I didn't like football as much as the one. I really liked the one-on-one -on -one sports. Okay. I was never really as big into the team sports, and that's probably because I'd rather take blame for me messing up and like, okay, I screwed up. What do I do? But when your whole team's messing up and you can have a good game, like, okay, the team still loses. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. That's amazing. So, but when you were doing a shot put, were like you said you won the states and the shot put. Did you ever like think, yeah. oh, I can go further with that as opposed to the wrestling? I I could have, I could have, but it's it's pretty similar to what happened to me in wrestling. Like I said, I was forcefully keeping the weight on. Shot putters uh, have to be big guys. Like, to compete at that level, I would probably have to be at least 250, 260. And I could get there, but I don't, I don't like force-feeding myself. Not to that level, at least. Wow. Well, what are you walking yeah. at now? So I usually walk between 200, 205, still walking around the same. Holy cow. Yeah. That's insane. All right, guys, we're going to take a uh, quick break, and we'll be right back. Awesome. Hey, what's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA Show. 
Enjoy the show. Are you a fan of the Mark the Shark MMA show? Are you looking for some swag? Check us out on the web at www.markthesharkmmashow.com where we sell t-shirts, hoodies, crop tops, hats, beanie hats, anything you want. Check it out. Are you also looking to become a guest on the show and be interviewed by me, Mark the Shark Retorto? Well, go to the website and sign up as a guest. Are you looking to become a sponsor? Go to the website, sign up, take advantage of the wild range growth of the sport of MMA and be have your business and service advertised to millions of listeners that listen to this podcast every week worldwide from everywhere. Check it out www.markthesharkmmashow.com All right, guys. This is Mark the Shark, and I got some great news. If you subscribe to my email list on my website, I will email you a promo code that will allow you to save 20% on any MMA gear or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gear put out by Hypnotic. All you have to do is go to www.markthesharkmmashow.com, and that is Mark with a C and not a K, and subscribe to my email list. Go ahead and subscribe today. All right, guys, we're back on the show. I uh, still got Clifford, uh, Clifford Starks, a former UFC and Bellator fighter with me on the line here. And uh, we're still chatting, uh, finding out a little bit more about this interesting MMA fighter. All right, Clifford, <laughs> going over your, uh, your how you were in high school doing a shot put um, and how you, you dealt, you were more into individual sports than team sports. So when you went from high school going into college, you did, mm-hmm. uh, you did the community, when you were in the community school, you did the uh, football. Yeah. Now, when did you go over to uh, the Division One school for wrestling? Was that like so in two years? Yeah, so I went, for, I went to the community college from 2000 to 2002. Okay. And then I ended, up, I ended up wrestling in 2002. I went straight to ASU from there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, how did you get into MMA? Like, was there a particular individual, or did you see a certain fight, and you're like, all right, I got to find out more about this, or was there something in, in your wrestling team that contacted you? How did, how did you find out about it? You know, so I knew about it, and I had watched it, and I thought it was crazy, to be honest. <laughs> I'm like, this, this crap's insane, right? And I just, I don't know, I got the itch to give it a try. I'm like, I gotta, I don't, I, I like trying complicated things. It looked hard to do. And I wanted to see if I could be any good at it. So I'm like, all right, well, let me give this a try. See, see if I can do something with it. Yeah. Now, who was your first fight with? I don't know if you can remember that far back. Like, who, who was the um, first fight with? It, it was Rage in the Cage. I okay. don't remember the guy's name. I look like crap in the fight. I look terrible because I didn't know how to fight. Um, but I ended up, I actually retired him. 
So I broke three of his ribs and his orbital. I felt pretty bad about that. <laughs> I did feel bad about that. Um, uh, but I, yeah, I, w- I, was, I was built to be a fighter, though. Like, my body is built to fight. I have a tough chin. I'm a strong guy. I have din- a dense bone structure. So I have all the capabilities of being a good fighter, and that guy just didn't have the capabilities. And honestly, it's a hard lesson to learn if you have it or not, because there's no way to know unless you actually get in there, and then you kind of know. Wow. I'm assuming the other guy had like maybe one or two more fights more than you, or? No, we were both debut fighters. Yeah, we were both debut fighters. And yeah, it was... You're, you're <laughs> your debut, you get your orbital ball broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, it's just kind of like... And the, the funny thing is, I didn't even know that happened until my second fight. So I, his coach, his coach saw me, he's like, hey, you remember me? Like, oh yeah, you coached that, that one kid that I fought. And I was like, how's he doing, by the way? And he, he chuckles, he goes, oh, you retired him. He goes, he broke three of his ribs and his orbital. Like, he was like, yeah, this isn't for me. And I, I was just like, damn, I'm sorry to hear that. But at least, I mean, at least he found out that it wasn't for him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah wow. Now, which organization did you go to first, like, after that, went down the road? The was bigger it UFC or was it Bellator? So I, I fought in something called Shark Fights. Okay. And then I signed I like to that. the UFC. I nickname in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then um, so I got signed on to UFC after that. And the funny thing is I probably I probably was in the UFC a little too early. And I wanted to get I wanted to make it to the UFC in a year and I ended up doing it, but I was my skill sets just weren't as sharp. They weren't nearly as sharp as when I fought in Bellator or fought in the WSOF. And I ended up fighting. I could fight with them, but it was like there were certain positions that I wasn't good in. Like, for instance, I fought Ed Herman, and I was just – I was beating the crap out of him. And he ended up doing this. It was a pretty nice sweep. He ended up sweeping me on my back, and I didn't have the jujitsu skills that I ended up learning later on, and I ended up giving him my back, and he Uh got me in a chokehold. Yeah. Oh, wow. You had like three fights in the UFC, right? Yeah, so I beat a guy named Dustin Jacoby. Okay. Uh, he was my first fight. And I ended up fighting. My third fight was with Yoel Romero. And I felt good in the fight. Yeah, I felt good in the fight. The guy's a beast, explosive, very powerful dude. And he ended up catching me with a flying knee. And he <laughs> caught me. Yeah, yeah. Go figure, right? So. <laughs> Don't feel bad. He caught Weidman with that, too. Yeah, he caught a few people with that damn thing. And um, the biggest thing was I felt good. You know, I felt good in the fight. He just – he threw it up there in a a spot that I didn't think he could get it. Like, I didn't think he could could connect with where he was, and he could. You know, I dropped my guard for a second, and that's all it takes in the sport sometimes. Wow. So yeah. from the time you debuted in MMA in general, you got into the UFC within a year. Mm-hmm. Is, wow. That's pretty impressive, dude. My yeah, head's off. Yeah. Wow. I know. My coach, my coach was like, there's no way this is going to happen. 
Because I actually told him I wanted to do that, too. And he's kind of like, he sat me down. He goes, that doesn't happen. Which made me want to do it that much more. So I'm like, yeah, well, now I really yeah. want to try this thing. <laughs> so, how did, so how did you get the call? Like, was the Dana or someone, matchmaker, see you fight somewhere else? Did you win a title? Yeah, so, so when I won in shark fights, um, Dustin Jacoby had, I can't remember, Tavares, Brad Tavares. So Brad okay. Tavares was supposed to fight Jacoby, and Tavares got hurt. And so they needed, they needed a replacement. And so I, I ended up, I actually fought a week before that too. And so they're like, are you, are you down to fight? And I go, yeah, absolutely. Wow. So did they, they contacted your, your trainer or? They contacted the agent I was working with at the time. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, his name was Jason Chambers. Okay. Yeah. And then how far after the UFC did you go into Bellator? Um, I had fought in Bellator a couple of times, on and off. So whenever they would ha hold an event in Arizona, I would fight on those cards. Okay. I'm actually undefeated in Bellator too. Okay. Now, when you yeah. did the UFC, you didn't. Did you have a contract? Well, the first one you were uh, a replacement. Were the other mm -hmm. ones like? Did, or they saw you, you won. They give you a contract for two more fights. Or so, was it so yeah, I had a I had a four fight contract. Oh. Okay. Uh, the, yeah. So the only issue, and it's it's the fight game. It is what it is. Um. So the contracts to favor. The UFC, not the fighter. <laughs> so the they yeah, the UFC can cut you whenever they want to cut you. And it it really kind of sucked the situation. like I I wasn't dealt the best card, you know, like I ended up fighting UL. I knew he was a dangerous fight. And I wanted to see how I would do with them and I felt I felt good in there. You know, I felt good in there and I just ended up getting caught. Big athletic, strong guy. But I feel like I could have fought with anyone in the UFC. And he ends up going going on to fight for the title two times later on. Yeah. And that's that's the fight that gets me cut. Like I was, I was just kind of like, oh, that's the way life goes sometimes. Yeah. So when you were in the UFC and then you did, was Bellator, were you doing Bellator at the same time? Or was it like after the UFC contract? Because I don't know if they had it. It was, it was after the UFC contract. Okay. Now, who was your first fight in uh, Bellator? Do you remember? I fought a guy named Joey Yeager. Okay. Yeah. And then obviously you won that because you said you were you were undefeated in that Bellator. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's funny because so I'm fighting him, and no disrespect to Joey because Joey's a great fighter, but he's not nearly as athletic as Joel, and. In the back of my head, I'm kind of like, okay, let's watch out for certain moves. There were just certain moves that Joey could never do that Yoel could do, but it's in the back of the fighter's mind a little bit. And so you just have to make sure that that doesn't play out. And I ended up beating him, but I didn't beat him the way I wanted to beat him. Ah, uh, okay. And then you went on to World Series of Fighting, right? Yeah. Now, um, let me just see if I got this right here. Did you fight David Branch in World Series fighting? I did. Was that for I the did, title? Yeah. Huh? Was that was that for the title? 
That was for the title. Yeah, so I went on a fight with had uh, feeling really good. Ended up fighting and I freaking strained my back for like one. So my training camp, I had a strained back, which um, kind of sucked, but it is what it is. And then you just showed up to the fight and pushed through it, right? Yeah. Wow. Mm. Now, was that your, like, how, how many fights did you have in a World Series of fighting? So I had a total of four fights with WSOF. Okay. So, and that was the last organization you fought in, right? I ended up fighting a couple fights in Russia. Really? And I, yeah, yeah. So I fought a couple fights in Russia. Um, I ended up having my kid too, which made fighting a lot more difficult. <laughs> Lack of sleep and more, yeah, they take up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, I just, it, it, it changed things up a little bit. And fighting is, a, I don't want to call it a selfish discipline, but it's kind of a selfish discipline. Like you have to be in your game when you're, yeah. when you're fighting at a high, high level. And so that's kind of the reason, actually, that is the reason that I gave it up. Because I felt like I could still continue to fight. I still had the skill set to fight, but I wanted to play father. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which, you know, because you can only do it once, right? The kids grow yeah. up fast, so you Absolutely. gotta take advantage of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, looking back on all of your fights, uh, I mean, I know y'all uh, knocked you out with a flying knee, but other than yeah. him, like, who was the toughest guy that you ever fought in, in MMA? during your career the funny thing is my toughest fight ever was my second fight really yeah because so on on the toughness scale you got to look at the skill set of the individual too so i wasn't a very skilled fighter for my second fight but i was fighting a skilled fighter who knew how to kick who knew how to like he was a he was above my skill level Okay. There, well, I had two really super tough fights, my second fight and my fourth fight. Okay. And it's because I was taking fights with people that were above my skill level. And I think that those are the best fights to have anyway, though, because you get to see where you're at. You get to see what kind of person you are. Are you going to walk, walk away with your tail between your legs or are you going to try and fight? And so tough fights, yes, and – very empowering transformational fights for me because it showed like I'm just going to keep gutting it out and doing what I can do. And luckily I ended up winning both of those fights. Uh, now what made those fights tough? Was it there? Cause were they just the striking? Like, you know, cause you're, I mean, you were a division one wrestler, you wrestled with Kane. So it can't mm-hmm. be, I mean, I know there's a lot of wrestlers in MMA, but there's not not yeah. everybody's a Division One wrestler, you know. Not yeah. everyone is used to wrestling. Team. Yeah, so yeah. The, it was the, the wrestling I was fine in. I didn't have to worry about the wrestling, but the striking, like the the second guy, he was a Muay Thai guy, and he just kept chopping at my leg, and I didn't even know how to check a kick. So I'm just taking these clean kicks to my thigh over and over and over again. And I gutted through it, ended up winning the fight. 
but I literally couldn't walk, like walk properly for two weeks. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. I yeah. So it's it, I've done, I've done a little Muay Thai dude. And I remember I was like going against this guy in the class. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this guy's like huffing and puffing. He can't even do push-ups. Yeah. So I came to sparring, bro. He had mm-hmm. conditioning. He landed a few leg kicks on me. I was done. I could have walked for yeah. weeks. Dude. It really changes everything. So I'm taking clean, clean kicks to the leg, limping all over the place, doing what I got to do. And I remember like a month after that, uh, I actually had Jameson White, one of my coaches. I'm like, teach me everything there is about kicking and how to stop every single kick. Because I never want that to happen again. <laughs> wow. Did you have to go to yeah. therapy at all after that or not? Yeah, I had to get it scraped up. Like, there's a big chunk of scar tissue that I had to get. Take it. Like, it was not fun. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, you got to get, uh, what did you get that metal thing? Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, dude, that shit sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. was not pleasant. <laughs> I've had, like, I've gone, because I had a lot of problems with my legs. I got, like, uh, IT band issues and stuff, so I go for a lot of, like, uh, deep tissue massage on my legs, dude. And I just, the lady just laughs. I'm, like, cursing at her while she's doing it, and she's just sitting there laughing. People can hear me in the room next door, man. I'm, like, cursing. I'm, like, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you. (laughs) Yeah, man, it sucks. So after your MMA career, now you're your father. Like, what what are you doing with yourself now? Like, what what are you doing now? <laughs> so right now, I I focus mostly on my coaching. So it's like okay. I I take people through a transformational process, and it's really about taking people through the fire. Because when you go through the fire, nothing can stop you. But it's about going through that fire, you know. And so you got to have the right voices and the right people in your team that make you feel like you can go through the fire. Okay. So you're coaching MMA, correct? No, I actually focus on several different things. So I do do MMA and also have my personal training and I focus on mindset too. So I can actually do it mobile. Yeah, I can, I can do it mobile because everything starts with the mindset. Like everything starts with that. If you can give a person the right story that they need to really get them to take the action that they have to take, that's where their life transforms. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, the mind is a, a very important aspect, you know? It is. It absolutely is, yeah. And it can push you through a lot of things that your body, you don't think you can physically do. Yeah. And I honestly believe in that. Now, do you do any, like, um, do you coach any, like, wrestling at all, or is it just MMA on the side? Do you do, like, um, high school wrestling it really depends on who because my time's limited so if if i feel like someone's going to get i'm only going to give as much as someone's going to give me okay so see someone who's willing to give a hundred percent and they really want to be a better wrestler i'll work with them okay but if they just want to kind of lollygag and have a little bit of fun with wrestling, i just i don't have time for that right now and so I'm just kind of like, yeah, um, just go train with the other guys. <laughs> Gonna be completely honest. <laughs> you would stay in touch with the other guys, you know, that made it to the UFC, like Kane. You stay in touch with them, the guys that you. Kane from time to time, when he's out on this side, 
yeah, I've I've stayed in touch with him from time to time. More so Ryan Bader. I haven't talked to CB for a while. I have to say what's up to him though. Like I respect and love all those guys. They're they're a great group of guys. The reason I kind of stay a little more touch with Bader is he's still in kind of the training circuit. As you, he's a two-time Bellator yeah. champion right now. Yeah. He's crushing. Yeah, he's done really he's well since he went over there. Yeah, he's doing really, really well. And so, um, but yeah, CB, another cool dude. Kane Velasquez, cool guy. Now, were you, have you been to any of their fights? Have they Kane, I, was at, I was at one of Kane's. It sucked because I knew he could beat Dos Santos, and it was the one that he lost to him in. Because uh, we were both fighting on the same card, yeah. Okay. I'm glad he got it. Like Bader, what about Bader? Um, I've never been to Bader's fights. I've watched him fight. Okay. I've watched him fight, and I got to tell you, when he when he knocked out uh, Fedor, it was a nice left hook. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was a nice hook. Yeah. Now, do you still practice your striking at all? Or you just yeah yeah because well so now I do jujitsu tournaments because oh, okay it just doesn't go away like it never really goes away that's even when I when I went from athletics to not doing anything that's why I had to go out and fight I had I had to I couldn't just sit on the sidelines anymore and even even with being a personal trainer and helping people get to where they need to go, you just have, the hunger doesn't go away. That fire doesn't go away. It keeps burning. So you have to have an outlet for it, some way or another. Okay. So what kind of, what kind of jiu-jitsu tournaments are you doing? Like the NAGA, IBJF, submission only, or? I've, been, I've done a IBJFF, and I've also done uh, the NAGA. I've done a couple state tournaments. I'm going to do one of the submission only. That's gonna that's coming up in November, I believe. I have to double check on that. But yeah, I I like doing them all. Okay, I can see you probably doing you probably like advanced up pretty fast in there too, right? Because you're in Division One. Oh back. yeah, oh yeah, it it's helped a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine because you guys you already got the takedowns and mm -hmm. you're already used to competing, which a lot of jujitsu guys aren't used to that. Not to mention yeah. So, okay. So you do. So that's cool that you're still you're still being active and doing that. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Okay, but you don't do any of the striking anymore, or anything like that, or. Um, I play around from time to time. I don't think it's ever going to completely go away. Because okay. it's fun. I mean, yeah, I have a lot of fun doing it, and uh, try to pass the torch, help others learn what they need to learn, and I. I don't know about my son. He might be a fighter. My my wife doesn't really like that very much, but I'm like, Bev, he's kind of he's kind of have that fighter mentality already. So we'll see. We'll see what he ends up doing. How old's your son now? He just turned three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, I don't know about in your area, but my area they start them they start him wrestling at five. Yeah. So, so um, I think Steve might. Right then, that's my jujitsu instructor. Oh, yeah, I didn't give Steve his credit. So Steve ended up coming in later on, which probably would have helped me in the UFC because I didn't really have a grappling coach yet. 
and that's where I was getting in trouble on the jujitsu aspect. And so he ended up coming on later on, and he's he's been a big part of my game of sharpening up my jujitsu. Okay. But yeah, so he might be training my son here pretty soon, which would be really. Oh, great. that's great. That's great. Yeah. You gotta yeah. start young, man. Absolutely, now, it makes the process easier. <laughs> now, out of in the world of uh, mixed martial arts, is there a particular fighter that you like and admire? Honestly, I admire them all, just because they walked in the cage. Like I'll tell you another thing. Once I started, when I was fighting locally. A lot of people talk about how good they can fight. A lot of people talk about what they'll do and how they'll do it. But once your hands start getting taped and you have to walk to that cage, then you get to see who the real fighters are. You know, yeah. talk doesn't really do that much. And so when you're, when you're fighting at that stage, that's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. That didn't happen overnight. That comes from putting in a lot of effort and a lot of energy. So I respect anyone who can get to that level. I hear you. I hear you. Now, if you had to say something to someone who's looking to get started in mixed martial arts, with, you know, particularly at the amateur level, like what kind of advice would you give them? Find someone who's going to support you and believe in you. And Go take that damn action. You get those two things, you'll be good to go. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, if you had to uh, point out, like, one particular area that you say, what, what area of martial arts do you think is the most useful for MMA? Is it the striking, the wrestling? Oh, wrestling by far. It's not even close. <laughs> And, it, and it's not a biased statement. It's not a bi It's not to be biased. Being a wrestler myself, yeah, I've, I've trained in all the arts. They make you feel like, you know, that feeling where your your mind's just like, "Why in the hell are you doing this?" Yeah. Well, in wrestling, they teach you to push past that. I have never seen maybe Muay Thai, actually. In Muay Thai, they're pretty damn tough too. Yeah. But in Jujitsu. No offense to all you jujitsu people. I got love for you, but let's be honest, that just quit, it's just like, oh yeah, just quit. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. You don't get that option in wrestling. There there is no quit. You don't get the option. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Now let's talk a little bit more about the the coaching you do. Um, do you mm -hmm. have like a website set up, like a Facebook page? Like how would people get in touch with you? Yeah, so I we have a website. Player. I got my website, cliffordstarks.com. Uh, they can also email me at info at Clifford Starks. And I have a Facebook Messenger. So if you ever want a Facebook Messenger, you can Instagram me, DM me there. Um, I try to be accessible enough to either work with you or find the person who would best work with you. Okay. Now... Yeah. You say a lot of the stuff you do mobily. Is it over like like a Skype session, or is it through your website, or how you, you know? Do it? it really it really depends on what works best for the person. Because, okay. like I said, I have the mindset training, but I also have personal training too. So if okay. a Skype would work better for that individual, I'll do Skype with them. Okay. Now, is the yeah. personal training that's in terms of like fitness and getting back in shape, right? 
I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Okay. Yep. Now is that at, at a, a gym near you or do you have your own gym for that? Or yeah, I actually work out of Arizona combat sports still. Okay. And yeah, eventually I'll probably start my own facility. And I also, just like I said, I can do it mobily or online as well. So okay. if someone would rather do it through Skype or do it through another means, I actually do, I write out workout programs too. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So they got your website. If anybody wants to get in touch with Clifford, he's got the website set up. You can get in touch with him on Facebook. I think you also gave out your email address. Yeah. Clifford, it was a great having you here on the show. Uh, hopefully we can have you back on in the future. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, everybody, we'll be back after this break. CQP Moments Podcast, and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash MMA show and browse the unmasked selection of audio programs. Download a trial for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash MMA show. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. And if you need a book suggestion, I have two. One is called I Am a Survivor by Christina Ritorto. And the other one is written by me, Mark Retorto, called The Cabal. The saga begins. Hi, everyone. This is Mark the Shark Retorto, sending a message to all the fans out there. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help support it by making a small donation. It could be anywhere from a dollar, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine. It could even be a monthly donation. Any amount is appreciated. To donate to this money to this podcast, go to www.markthesharkmmashow.com. Again, that's www.markthesharkmmashow.com. All right, guys, we're back on the show, and I just wanted to make a quick announcement. Um, both me and my daughter put, published some new books that are now available on Amazon, currently just now in paperback, but um, they will be available in Kindle format soon and audiobook book format soon. My book is called Marcus the Vampire, and my daughter Christina's book is called A Little Bit Louder. Um, you can get them now at www.retortofamilybooks.com. That's R-I-T-O-R-T-O familybooks.com or Amazon. Um, I actually just finished doing an interview with Ed Pizzini um, with his podcast called Business Conversations. I will include a link to that podcast interview in the description notes of this episode.
Are you looking for your next action thriller novel? Check out The Cabal. The saga begins. You can find it on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com or www.RitortoFamilyBooks.com. That's R-I-T-O-R-T-L FamilyBooks.com. Again, check out the next great action thriller suspense mood book called The Cabal. The saga begins. guys we're at the end of our show this is mark retorto i'm signing off and don't forget to follow us on our facebook page it's called the mark the shark mma show and it's mark with a c not a k and also feel free to leave us messages by using the anchor app and also don't forget if you look in a mood for a good action thriller book to buy my book called the cabal the saga begins it's available on amazon and barnesandnoble.com and if you need a good book for your kid Get the I Am Survivor book or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter, Christina Retorto, also available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week. Thank you. from a little bit of everything with me podcast and you're listening to mark the shark mma show and don't forget to like subscribe and rate to his podcast for more amazing episodes